time. Yeah, fifth time. Fifth time. Fifth time, lucky. Have you heard that one before? Yeah, this is the fifth time of attempting to begin this podcast. Fifth time, welcome back. Welcome back. I don't know what number podcast this is, but it's been it's been nine months at least that we've been doing these podcasts, and um, it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been a big development process. Always looking for different ways to improve. Always more than um, happy to get some feedback on it, no matter what it is. And we've been talking a little bit today, looking back as well, on conversational techniques and like how can how can we improve and. What can you do to get better at speaking? And, well, I've just done one thing there, one mistake straight away. We'd, we've spoke about this before, but I, I really can't pronounce my T's, so I say better. But is that, something, is that something I want to get rid of? I don't know. Is it something that you would want to get rid of? I mean, I think it's important to feel like it's natural to speak. And with our accents, often just dropping the T out sentences. Even with today, today, you would be surprised how hard it is for me to say that in a sentence. It ends up saying a day. What you've been doing a day? <laughs> it is mental. But this is just pre-programmed into our brain from growing up in Middlesbrough. But at the same time, I think it is important that there's times where you need to speak a little bit more formally. Say if you're in an interview, for instance, you don't mm. want to go in there not, not showing that you can speak proper English. It's just simple things that you can just be a bit more aware of, I guess. Yeah, your tonality. Yeah, in fact, there's a lot of things to take from it slowing down what you're saying is a big thing so mm -hmm. I have a tendency to rush what it is that I'm saying yeah and I can kind of understand what I want to say in my own head but then it's like my, my mouth is in a race to get it out and express it yeah but then that's really hard for the listener to understand and, and, and take in what it is that I'm saying so I try I'm trying really hard right now to slow everything down that I'm trying to say also, to take pauses, like pauses are a good thing, but mm -hmm. we're, we're, I'm quite often scared by pauses. Like I almost feel like if I'm to take a pause, the listener might think, oh, you forgot what he's saying, you forgot what he's saying. But that's not the case, <laughs> it's just my brain and my mouth coming into alignment yeah. and catching up with each other. Yeah. So speaking slow, using pauses, and just trying to pronounce, but again, not losing your accent because... You can't forget your roots, and we are born, we are born and bred in this area, and we should be, we should be proud of where we're from. There's a lot of incredible people from where we live, and we yeah. know some of our closest friends are the most inspirational people that we could ever come across. So we should be proud of oh, where it is that we come from and our accent, and we should sing it loud and proud. But yeah. there's definitely times, there's yeah, definitely times where I'm just like, ah, oh, my accent has come to bite me in the ass there. Yeah, and I was speaking a little bit about this in the last podcast about visiting the schools, and you know what is a tongue twister for us? I'm just going to ask you to say it. Environmentally friendly. Environmentally friendly. <laughs> just I struggle with my R's as well. It doesn't I feel roll like I'm, the I'm, You know what? I've, I think I even have a minor lisp that I have to deal with. I've got a bit of a Jonathan Ross thing going on as well with the wibble wobbles, the with wibble the R's. Wobbles. You know, some arms in, in mid-sentence that just don't get it right. But it's no point beating yourself up about it too much at the same time because if you overthink it, you're just not going to get your message across properly. So it's about being natural at the same time. But as long as you're aware of these things, like not pronouncing the T, being a little bit more slower when you are speaking, then you're already on to a good start. Naturally, you'll start implementing it, but it's not good to force it. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's not good to force it. So, so many times I do it where you're in a situation and you're, 
I try and adapt too much to the people that I'm speaking to. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that can relate to this. You know, when you're just in different social groups and it might be one where there, there might be a bit more formal and you try and adapt to it, or it might be somewhere where they speak a bit more slang, you try and adapt to it, but it's, it throws you off being you and getting your message across and communicating as best as you can. So it's important to be natural to yourself. Yeah, I wonder what that is because there's definitely certain situations when I am in groups of people Mm-hmm. And I kind of adapt my character to fit them, yeah. Instead of instead of just being myself, whereas I know I should I should I should be grateful of who I am, and I, I shouldn't necessarily change who I am for other people because I should be proud in who I am and be fully authentic to be Absolutely. myself in each situation. But that's really difficult, and I don't know whether it's a fear of judgment. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something that holds me back in certain situations from being myself. Yeah. And I know who I am, and I know who I can express myself freely to, and I know that I can't express myself freely to everybody, but I would love that to be the case. And I just wonder how many people really can express themselves freely to others and how much other people do struggle with this thing that we're talking about now and and just really holding back on what they want to say. It's like we've got this inbuilt pressure to please others yeah. It's like we're scared to upset them by by saying our honest opinion sometimes. So we might just like just alter what it is that we are saying. It'd be good to find out what, how other people deal with that as well. So if you're listening to this now, just let us know. How do you deal with um, adapting in different social environments? Do you adapt at all? I mean, I was showing Joel earlier. I don't know if you've heard. There's a guy called Big Nasty. He's got his own TV show now on Channel 4. And what I love about him, he's just been so authentic to himself and he's been put in these situations where he's on panels with with fully-fledged comedians, people that are well-versed with the comedy side of uh, entertainment. And he manages to hold his own just by being his natural self. And I think that's a prime example of not losing your roots because you're offering something completely new to the world where people are constantly adapting and trying to adapt to what, what people are like around them good just to be unique sometimes just it creates your own lane especially if you're a creative type of person i mean if you're creative it's good to be yourself because you understand that's the most original thing you can be is you you in your pure purest form Mm. because that's something the world hasn't seen yet that's it and there is only one you there is there's never been another you before and there will never ever be another you again so it's quite important to to be yourself yeah we are all Everybody on this planet is unique. Every yeah. single thing on this planet is unique. Yeah. Everything is original in its original form. So it's important to try and put yourself <laughs> it's important to try and put yourself into these situations and just be authentically yourself. Yeah. Like you I love the term that you always use, unapologetically. Be unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And you know who you are. So try not to adapt yourself to other people and just don't be scared to express what it is that you fully believe because more than likely in a situation where you may disagree with others, if you can put your point across respectfully and you can make it pretty clear and concise what it is that you're trying to say, then people are going to respect your opinion anyway, yeah. even if they disagree with you. Yeah, I mean, look, we could all be educated in different ways, but but don't take yourself too seriously. Mm. Like It's about having fun with, with... Just have fun with life because it's too short. It's too short to be overthinking certain things, to be wanting to be somebody else, to please other people. 
Like, don't do things to please other people all the time. I mean, please the people that are good to you, your, yeah. your parents, your family, those people that you love, your friends. It's good to please them, you know what I mean? But don't be pleasing people that have no benefit to you for no for no benefit, finish, for no beneficial reasons. You can't get your turn. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't find I was trying turn. to force it out for I wanted you to like me. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's important. Just have fun, be yourself. And I say this with the with the idea that um it's good to wait, I got off track there. I say this because life is too short, like I say, and if you can't be comfortable in your own skin, then you're gonna struggle. And have you got anything to add to that? No, I'd I'd fully agree with the situation and one for me that I have absolutely noticed, especially in the, in the terms of going around the schools and, and speaking and giving presentations, is looking into it in particular, 95% of us have a fear of public speaking. 95% of us have a fear of public speaking. Now, that's quite a high number. That's, that's, that's most of the people that you know have a fear of public speaking. Yeah. And I wonder what it is. Like, I wonder what it is, but I know what it is. Like, I know when I stand up, and speak out loud to a bunch of people, it's daunting as though you're going to like make a mistake, you're going to get this <laughs> wrong, but at the end of the day, nobody's perfect <laughs> and everybody makes mistakes. It is a lot of pressure. It's a highly pressured environment, especially when, he's, when he's speaking to children. Yeah. Like, you need to get it right for them to learn because if you get it wrong, you teach them the wrong information. They're going to take that forward through life and there's nothing worse than a teacher teaching the wrong Subjects. Oh, yeah. what's this? Anyway, this is interesting. I was reading the news. Not reading the news. I was watching the news, sorry. And they're bringing in a new... I think it's just like a sexual education program for kids. And it's caused so much controversy because they want to start teaching kids about um, relationships. So we're talking about male, um, uh, non-binary... L- LGBT. Is that, is lots of LGBT yeah, yeah, subjects. Yeah. And it's caused a lot of conflict. Now, you've got a child in school. It would just be yeah. interesting to know your point of view. I'm sure there's pe- parents listening to this now. Um, to me personally, I think it's a it, it is a good idea, but it's it's also you have to be very careful on, on the way it's presented to kids. So I can understand why parents have have showed their um, disinterest towards the program. But it's very interesting to see these type of progressive type of courses coming in. Um, but at the same time, I can see the controversy surrounding it. I was just wondering how you feel. I understand the controversy, um, but I think it's important to teach our kids that everybody is different and it is okay to be different and one actually on that i seen a video today uh and along the same subject there's a book that's been brought out about two penguins and these two yeah. penguins uh, are both males and mm. they bring uh, they rear a baby penguin right so this baby penguin is the first penguin it's actually in a zoo and it's based on a true story and i think it, i think i want to say new york but it might just be america so it's based on a true story of these two male penguins bringing up a baby penguin. So they make a notable point in the story of this baby penguin yeah. being the first penguin that has got two fathers. And I think that's quite important because it's becoming more and more common in, in the modern day society. Yeah. There's so many different people on this planet and everybody lives life in a completely different way. And people want to live authentically to themselves. It's very similar to how we speak and interact with others. People want to live in an authentic way. Now, somebody in that situation, so if there is two males bringing up a child, at least they're fully expressing what they want to do in life and they're following that through. And unfortunately, we do live in a society where other people will judge them and they'll have biases towards them. And it's pretty unfair because at the end of the day, that's just the way that they think and they believe and that's the way that they feel. So they shouldn't necessarily feel demonized for the, for the way that they want to live their life. So in my eyes, 
I'm, I'm all for it. I'm, I'm really happy that honey should grow up in a society where that's a lot more accepted. And then it, I completely, uh, I love your opinion on that. And But at the same time, I, I see, um, I shouldn't say but, it's, I don't know why I said but. <laughs> Normally when you say but, it kind of wipes out anything. It disagrees before. with everything that was said no, before. But there, there is no but. Um, <laughs> what I'm thinking is, now at the moment, it's a thing where we're, we're teaching kids that they're not a gender, they're non-binary, and it's up to them to choose the gender. And that's caused a lot of controversy as yeah. well. And to be fair, I don't know where I stand on it because I don't want my opinion to be too controversial and get, you know, get bashed for it 10 years down the line. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a difficult one again because at the end of the day, there's men and there's women and there's boys and there's yeah. girls and there's genetical differences between all of us. The, the question that I quite often link this back to now, like, is it, are they... Anybody that does feel the need to go un, uh, undergo this situation when they're older where they do question their gender... Happens when they're younger, though. It's not yeah, just when they're it do, it So now they're saying so, it from the beginning. So is this is this is this the social the pressures? Is this the social pressures that we put on children at such a young age? Like like what we said before. Like we are we are taught that girls should like pink and boys should like. So that's blue. It. that's one of the arguments in it. There's stereotypes to male and female, isn't it? So if they're saying if a male, uh, what what we consider as a male when the first like, as a child. Um, they might have stereoty- stereotypical tendencies that would be considered more girlish. And because of that, it could cause confusion. But really, they just might like pink. It's mm. only a colour, isn't it? Yeah. A, a skirt, is, it's, at the end of the day, it's a design of material. Mm. It's stereotypical for women to wear those things. But maybe it causes confusion because when you go undergo these surgeries, it completely changes your hormones. So although you might have identified as a woman when you were a, a boy, uh, as a girl or female when you were a boy, um, when you go through these hormone, hormonal changes through surgery, you're completely changing you as a person because we all know your, your hormones really have a big implication on your personality, your mood. Yeah. So you, it's, it's just such a dangerous thing to undergo. And the main thing that worries me is the health, health aspect of it. Like, these are human beings. I don't care if they're male or female. Is these surgeries safe for them to undergo? Because I know there's a very high number of suicide. But yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. There's a high number of suicide with transgenders. Yeah. And I, I want to know if, if, this is, if this is really the way to go about it. Because I don't want, um, in the future, my child, if it ever became um, to the point where they wanted to have a sex, I don't want them to undergo um, through horrible um, issues with their health when they're older in life and go through with reg- regrets because... Although they feel like they were, should have been in a different body, they weren't born in that different body. And to change your body to that different body, it's going to have a lot of implications on your hormones and the and the way you go about day to day life. So I think there is borderline dangers to the yeah. actual um, surgeries and the way to actually uh, change your your sex. I understand, and it. I feel like that should be the last part of call. Like the surgery should be really the last thing that you actually do in a, in a number of chain of events before you get to that situation because I don't care if you're a boy or if you're a girl or if you're a man and you're a woman and you want to identify as the opposite or if you want to identify like if you want to identify as a lizard yeah. you can identify as whatever you want now for me. There's probably something going on there from your childhood. As uh, what are the reasons why you feel like that and why you feel like you're so lost in society? So, f- 
for me, I, I feel like there should just be a lot of psychotherapy, uh, understanding who you are as a person, and then breaking it down to the point that you don't need to identify as what you were told to identify as. You can identify as whatever you want, and the surgery should be the last thing that you ever do because that's going to have implications on the way that on your bodily functions at the end of the day, and it's yeah. going to affect you mentally a hell of a lot. It might make you better. Don't yeah, get me wrong. Like, it might actually make yeah, you better. I'm, I'm not saying for, it's always going to make you worse. It's, it's it might right. make you better. We want, like, it's like you, you don't want. The last thing you want is for there's there's transgenders. Uh, there's it's here and it's happening, so there's nothing you can do about that. And there's people that have under, undergone the surgery. And the, and the thing I'm worried about is their rights and things like that because although people might not agree with it, they're still human beings and they've still got rights. And these people aren't murderers, they're not rapists, they're not killers. They're just literally they're doing this to their own body. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of negativity around it. And, I, and I, I think there's a fine line to it as well. The bit that bothers me is more, more than anything is their health as they mm. go through life and they become. What about when they're pensioners and they're old? Can they really keep up with medication and hot? And then how, can they still take certain medications when they're older? Will it, with them being older, the, the, the system not as strong anymore? How will? How does this go? How does this uh, pan out long term? Because we haven't seen it yet. Mm. We haven't really seen the studies from that yet, and I'm worried about these people at the same time. Because I've seen some cases where I'm like, yep, yeah, that person should have definitely been a man. When they, when they go through the set, I'm like, yep, yeah, no doubt about it. That I can completely get it, why they'd want to do it. I can see it. But at the same time, is this going to be, is this going to detriment you in the long run? So it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. It's interesting. It's, it's going to be studied for years to come, isn't it? And, and they're going to keep on doing studies. They're going to keep pulling it out. And... People say it's a movement as well. So there's this there's this subject as well where people think there's the LGBT, um, not so much the gay and lesbian part, more the transgender part is a is a kind of cult movement, and it's it's there to brainwash the kids. So for, for what purpose? Like I, for, I'd love to speak to somebody that has that argument and ask them for. Yeah. What purpose do you think they're trying to create a movement? Why would they like they just? I don't. I'm, I'm skeptical. Yeah, it's obviously something to be skeptical about. It's interesting, isn't it? It's very interesting. I feel for these people, though. Anybody who does feel the need to um, undergo a sex change, because if you really do believe that you are trapped in the wrong body, like that must haunt you. That must haunt you through every single day these of your life. These things exist uh, throughout civilization. I, I'm, I'm sure they, they probably did. Um, sure, with similar cases. Obviously, not maybe not with the surgery, but. Sheward has been yeah, men that have identified as women throughout history yeah, and, and vice versa. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting stuff, man. It and really is interesting. Now they've got the capabilities to do the surgery, so there's a difference, there's progression in medical techniques, so now they can do it, whereas before they didn't have that option, so now you can actually follow it through what you believe. So is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I think, personally, I think it's a good thing. I actually do, I, but I, I do, do believe that it should be the last thing that you come just across. Like, just like, for instance, like all this cosmetic surgery, I mean, might not agree with it. Sometimes it looks really good. Sometimes it is aesthetically pleasing. Sometimes it's f it, the exact opposite. Should it be a thing? I mean, should should it be a thing where people can get injections and surgery and facelifts? And it at the end of the day, it's, it's not healthy. It's not healthy, but it makes it feel good. So it, it's like it, we're crossing that, that border there. That's where see this is where and it's I each of their own, isn't it? Though, like if you yeah. want to do that to your body, go ahead and do it. It's when it gets pushed and advertised in the wrong way, glamorized. 
Like, where it's making teenage girls feel inadequate because they don't have fake tits. And it's or not because just they don't girls, have fake hair, fake eyelashes. Some men have fake abs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen that. It's, it works both ways, doesn't it? It's just the, the female industry is worth a lot more. But I've seen that. Where I might get those fake abs, you know. Fake pecs. And they look shit. They look actually look shit. Terrible. And I'm sorry if you... I'm not sure there's nobody listening with fake abs. No, it's... For me, that's just... That's an absolute flaw in society, though, to do something like that. That is you, purely... First world problems, mate. That, that's what that is. Trying to fake it, like... it. Anything in life, like your music, takes commitment, it takes dedication, it takes hard work, and it takes perseverance. Yeah, I think, I think what, what could be freedom of expression? It's good to express yourself, be who you want to be. But at the same time, it can cause a lot of confusion. And maybe we're not focusing on points that really matter. Look at the state of the world. Now, even if I wanted to be a woman now, right? I don't know why I said that, but let, let's just for me as the example because I'm not bothered. Let's say I wanted to be a woman now. I'm I'm too busy thinking about the rest of the world to go through with anything like that. The world's a fucking mess. My priority right now is other people, and I feel like there's a level of narcissism involved. It, not not with fucking transgenders. I mean, like in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a level of, like na- and to be narcissism and, and and apathy. Yeah, well, I've seen there's a guy called Low Key, a rapper, and he made a good point on narcissistic people. It's not necessarily people that love themselves. A narcissist might hate themselves, but the whole world's still centred around them. And that's something that stuck with me because I've got a lot of narcissistic tendencies. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it is literally about, look, maybe I want to f- have fake abs, but I've got, I have to worry about the people around me first. So I want to make sure that... I got the, if I can't change the world, I want to impact it slightly, you know what I mean? Some people are just differently inclined. Like, their world centres around them, so they, all they can look, do is look in the mirror. And this might sound like I'm throwing a jab at people with insecurity. I have so many insecurities yeah. too. I look in the mirror and I'm not happy with what I see. But I understand that I could take action about that. Um, but the action I'm not going to take is go and get fake abs because that's temporary. That's that's not... It's like saying... You know what a good example is? It's like if you give someone money, they're not going to understand the value of money. If you give someone abs, they're not going to understand the dedication it takes to actually get healthy. I mean, t- abs might is not ne- necessarily a, no, an a indicator big, of health because yeah. there's plenty of people abs that die with through fucking alcoholism and all the rest of it. It's it's more of the healthy lifestyle that you need looking to live in, not going in and just getting surgery and having a shortcut because I tell you what, it's not going to last. Yeah, it's not the image that matters. It's what's underneath the image. Yeah, It's, it's like it's a looks, fixed mindset. Yeah, it's a fixed mindset. It's a fixed mindset yeah. because it's like having a puzzle and you, you put the puzzle together the first time very fast. You didn't really figure out the steps. So if you break that puzzle up, you might not be able to fix it again the second time because you've just done it through luck. Where the person that takes its time with the puzzle, puts it together, taking the time, memorising each step, knowing the difficulties of it, when that puzzle breaks apart, they'll be able to do it the second time around. And Yeah, and also somebody with a growth mindset. In that situation, they tend to be the type of people who, when they've completed that puzzle... If somebody was to turn around and say, right, well, do you want to go and do the same puzzle again? The person with a growth mindset would be like, no, no, I want to do something harder. I want, to, I want to progress. I want to get better. Whereas somebody with a fixed mindset, they don't want to fail. So they know they've already achieved this puzzle in yeah. the past. So they're like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with this. I'm good at this. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep on doing what I know I'm good at because then I'll see, I'll be, I'm seeking recognition, basically. Yeah. And they're getting rewarded for being able to do the same puzzle. Whereas yeah. somebody with that growth mindset, they'll keep on pushing themselves and pursuing something a little bit harder and developing themselves. That's it. I've, I think what it does, it, these type of um, 
cosmetic surgeries that does really indicate like so much insecurities with our society right now. And that's because you women are uh, with the makeup industry and the fashion industry that they kind of presented a, a false image of what they should look like, where it's almost an impossible image. You've got to remember these people in the, the covers are airbrushed. They've got cellulite. They've got stretch marks. But these are all things that are natural for a, for a human to have, but you don't see them in the magazines because that's not the image they want you to see. They want this idea of perfectionism that you're never going to reach. Mm. And what it does, it drives people in a frenzy of insecurities. Mm -hmm. And it, what happens is industries like the cosmetic, the enhancement industry and plastic surgery, they're thriving on insecurity. Now, to me, there's a lot of people out there I've, I've known that have had surgeries and it's for, for just benefit. It is literally for them. Some people do it to look good for other people. Some people do it for themselves. It's almost like losing weight. Maybe like someone wanted bigger boobs and they just couldn't do it. And it affected them confidence. It wasn't for other people, but knowing that they had bigger boobs made them more confident. They had, had a happier life for it. I mean, it could be something as simple as that. I'm all for that. Go ahead and do it. Mm, yeah. But, but the, you've got to realise right now on TV, media, you're getting pushed a false image and it's so dangerous for kids. There's one thing that you kept on bringing up there and it was insecurities. Yeah. And I feel like, genuinely, if you're sat on a table of people, like six to eight people, um, and you feel insecure or vulnerable about yourself, 99% of people feel the exact same. And I feel like we're in a world that's just full of insecurities. And peer pressure. Peer pressure, yeah. Like to, Lots of pressure. Like you say, if you sat around a table with you sat around the table with, with the seven of you in total, including you, six of them have had surgeries and they all love it. They're all talking about the next surgery. You know, eventually, you're going to feel left out. You're going to want a little surgery yourself. I believe if you question people long enough, they don't even understand the the, the actions that they take in life. Yeah, I really do believe that, and that, I think that comes down from Plato. Plato said, if you start to question people's beliefs long enough, you realize that we're all just massively. Hypocrites. That's it. That, that, this is where philosophy will get you because this is why a lot of people are depressed as well because you get so intelligent. I'm not saying that we're all intelligent, but you get to a level of intelligence where you realise the whole world's a contradiction <laughs> and it, you kind of think there is, there is no... I mean, it's going to sound really depressing and it, this is the point of it. This is philosophy 101. I can't remember who... who I'll think of the philosopher's name and I'll put it in a link in there. There's a work on it, right? I can't believe it slipped my mind, but basically it's like... There's no point to anything. And this is, a, this is philosophy where philosophy goes to, where everything contradicts itself and there's no point to anything. Was he so I can't remember. I mean, I don't want to just name it. Keep talking, I know but, it is. <laughs> the world, whole world contradicts itself. Ubersnesh. And it's, it's such a mess. Like, it's like a mess. It is a mess, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going on politically. We don't know what's going on socially. We don't know what's going on with the media. We don't know what's going on with wars. We don't know what's going on with anything. Like All we get is what's presented to us through the newspapers, which is run by private corporations, private people, people with certain agendas, people with certain interests. And it, it's just a big fucking mess. Is it Ubermensch by any know. chance? Because I watched a short video on him before, and he questioned things that much that he basically went insane. Go insane, yeah, because yeah. you realise the whole world's a contradiction. Uh, what we what we base our lives li lives on at the moment is a bit of a contradiction. I mean, you can go. Day -day it's because we all yourself. we all have like this ideal version, this ideal vision of ourselves in our heads, but yet we don't 
live congruently and we don't follow through on the actions that we really want to follow through with. And I mean, I nearly done it today before coming around here. I phoned you and before I came around, I was like, right, I need to go for a run. I need to do some intervals before I get myself around here. But then as soon as I put the phone down, I was like, oh my God, I can't be asked to go for a run. But I know the ideal version of myself, this concept I've got of, my, of myself in my head, would definitely go for a run. Yeah. So what is it that's stopping me go for a run? It's like I live this life of contradiction. So I went home and I was just like, go for a run. Just go for a run. I wasn't even going far because I knew that I wanted to get around here and get this done. And I know that I've got many other runs during the week that I planned. There, so there you go. You start to build the excuses up in your head all the time. Oh, you'll put it off till tomorrow. I'll put it off till the next yeah. day. Oh, I'll start next Happens. week. I'll start on Monday. We <laughs> all live this life where we always look to the future to start something. Why not just start now? Oh, yeah, we're major procrastinators. Yeah, why not just start now? What, what, what is actually stopping I'll quit stopping on you? Monday. Yeah, I'll yeah. quit on Monday. That's well, the main one, Monday. Monday. Uh, one advice I've got... Don't always quit on a Monday because <laughs> if you try to quit on a Monday several times and it's never worked for you, guess what? It's probably not going to work <laughs> ever. <laughs> try and quit on a fucking Tuesday or habits. try and quit on the day that you, you the thought goes into your head. I feel like you need to change the habits in your life to really have a massive effect. And that's what I'm trying... The little habits that I'm trying to eradicate out of my life at the minute are quite important on the grand yeah. scheme of things, like yeah. cracking my knuckles. I've done it twice in, in this thing. I haven't done it for the past two weeks, but I've done it on my thumb. I haven't done it on my fingers. And I, as soon as I've done it, I was like, no, I've just cracked my thumbs for the first time in two weeks. Maybe it's a bit of pressure from this. Maybe it's a little bit of added stress that's coming into my life right now just from yeah. doing this and putting myself on a social platform. That's yeah. for like putting these habits back into place. Oh, but yeah. it's important for me to take control of these little habits because that will help me take effect yeah. in the bigger part and but, the bigger grander scheme of my life. Doing things like this podcast, it, it does raise your awareness a lot because you probably went day-to-day -day life without ever thinking about how, you, how you're speaking. Maybe <laughs> rarely you did, but you don't really. You're just flowing. Day-to-day, -day you're flowing. It's all mm -hmm. autopilot, man. That's why we speak a bit faster. You know, we speak fast until you realise maybe yeah. I should slow it down to get my message across better. This is all autopilot stuff. And I feel like we can almost, because we're coming back to the beginning, it's almost good, good to draw to a conclusion. And the one thing that I've learned hugely from this podcast when it comes to conversational techniques is how do your your words affect other people and mm -hmm. i am constantly thinking about that when i'm doing the podcast mm -hmm. like what am i saying right now that could affect a certain individual and i'm very aware of that and i don't want to upset people i want to be honest i want to be congruent but I don't want to upset people. Yeah. And that's quite important. So you can approach each conversation and be yourself and be honest, but be respectful at the same time. There's not enough positive people out there, let's be honest. There's not enough positive role models out there. Everyone wants to be the tough guy. Everyone wants to be the hard man. Everyone wants to be the person that doesn't get involved. There's not enough positive role models out there. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like, we need more people out there just pushing something positive. Yeah. Just... just contributing something decent to society yeah. instead of just going your day-to-day -day life thinking the world revolves around you. Just have a bit of awareness. We've all been there. We've all been in that situation where we are being in that mind frame where you kind of forget the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah, It doesn't revolve around you. You aren't the centre of the universe. And the, the, what we've mentioned on this podcast so far, it's, it's the same stuff we go through day-to-day -day reminding ourselves of because mm -hmm. you've got to think we, no, nobody's perfect. We're not nowhere near perfect. There's so much we're learning on the job. It's like we're learning it day to day and there's so many daily reminders you need to give yourself. It's just an ongoing battle. But the main thing is, is no, but not many people want to be a shitty person, do they? 
Like, you don't wake up thinking, oh, I'm going to be a shitty person today. Yeah. Well, you might, Joel, but... <laughs> <laughs> nobody wakes up with nah, a bad... Nobody nah. wakes up with a bad intention nah. in mind, except so, me. You know, <laughs> except Joel. <laughs> but, like, you know, you might have a... Even when it comes down to just having a little dispute with someone, this you might have... A, and you think, this person's a prick. But you've got to think, that person's intention probably wasn't to be a prick. Mm. You've probably been that prick to other people as well, and it wasn't your intention. It's just about being a little bit more aware and realising we're not perfect. We are big walking contradictions at the end of the day. Yeah. So one thing to keep in mind is how do your words affect others, but also how do you let other people's words affect you? Because if you keep that in mind that nobody has a bad intention, then you will realise that you're getting upset for probably no reason whatsoever because they didn't set out with the intention to upset you. Oh, that's a good... That's a, Before we end this, that's a good point because, you know, sometimes you speak to someone and they might give you a weird look at the beginning and, and you're like, what the fuck? Did they just look at me? Like, <laughs> Did they just respond to me? And you think it's personal there. You might think, what, have they got something against me? Like, did he just roll his eyes at me? They could have just been in a fort just before you spoke. Yeah. Could have been having a bad day. Yeah. And they've just gone through a certain motion in their head. They've gone through a certain thought. And then you've caught them at that time. And you might think, don't take everything personally. Or you could have communicated ineffectively and you might want to do a little bit of self-reflection self, self on that yeah. situation and be like, what could I do differently next time? Exactly, that's a good point. You know why? Because just recently I realised I was terrible for this. I'm thinking, why is this person not really giving me the type of energy that... And I was thinking, it was, I'm giving... Then I realised, no, I wasn't giving that person that type of energy. I was giving that person the energy they're reciprocate, reciprocating with. And that, that's exactly it. You need to be conscious about what you're giving to people. Yeah. Do, do you know what? Sometimes it boils down to when you wake up on the morning and just think, what can I do to make the people around me happy today. Yeah. And I swear to God, I bet you have a better day for it. Yeah. I bet you have a better day just being a bit more aware of how you impact people from day to day. Putting a smile on other people's faces. Yeah, yeah. Or you could be the opposite. Go out there and just make them all cry. <laughs> be, if you're going to be a piece of shit, be a good one at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a funny one. <laughs> Peace out. Peace.